0: And I'm Sean Fangirl-S, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 10 of season 4 of The Magicians. Okay, so this is great because we got a musical episode.
1: That we weren't expecting.
0: Yeah, I didn't think they were going to do it. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad they did because it's so yeah. cool. And I was just saying off air, like, I remember the episode and it was great, but what really stands out is the musical part. So it's like, oh, this is Margot's episode. Yeah. Like, seriously, like the rest of it. I could have just had
1: all musical with Margo. I don't know. Right.
0: (laughs) But before we get into this awesome episode, let's talk about ratings.
1: All right. Episode 10 brought in a 0.19 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.515 million viewers, making it the 39th overall cable show for the day. Not bad. It's nice to see that number keep climbing. Yes. Now, unfortunately... I guess, uh, the holidays that haven't occurred yet have gotten Nielsen again because the live plus seven are not available.
0: Oh, I'm so surprised.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm more surprised when we actually have some.
0: Yes. That was more sarcasm than anything. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's take us into our awesome recap.
1: Yes. Of episode 10. <laughs> all that hard, glossy armor. Margot hits her step count.
0: Seriously. <laughs> that was like one line. <laughs> oh, good God. You guys are just trolling us.
1: Yep. And right. enjoying it way too much. Yeah. You know they are. Yes.
0: Killing me, guys. All right. Go go ahead. Let's, let's take us in. Because, of course, we're going to have Margot as our big finish. So let's talk about everything else that happened.
1: All right. Let's start with Team Rebellion. Zelda asks her mentor, Everett, if they have finally identified the leader of the serpents. Of course, he deflects the question. I'm surprised there. Right. And when she tries to pump him for more information and offers her help, he shuts her down and questions her health and sanity. It's like, what? Yeah.
0: Why are you suddenly questioning when you were telling her, what, just last episode, the episode before? Oh, you're. Such an integral part of the library and we definitely need you. Right. Yeah. And now suddenly, "Mm, are you sure you're okay?
1: Yeah. This thing with your daughter got you all messed up. And so when she goes to talk to Alice and Katie, they inform her that the library is lying about the amount of ambient magic available.
0: Again, this is my surprised face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You guys all know it's not a surprise face. Yeah. And it is far less than they're telling people, and they are doing it to try and eradicate the hedges. Now, of course, Zelda doesn't want to believe this, but her daughter Harriet seems to be right, as Everett created the serpents and is using the lowered ambient magic to get rid of all the hedges.
0: Now, since we've seen the, like, meters, the magic meters, do we think those are showing true numbers then, or... That maybe somehow they've messed with those, too.
1: I would assume that they've been messed with as well. Hmm. Because, you know, Everett doesn't want to get caught. Right. The Order catches him. He's in big trouble. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, because who knows what he's planning.
1: That's right. So, Alice pleads with her to help them, and she asks Zelda to find out where the extra magic is going and why they are hoarding it. Zelda decides to snoop in Everett's office and takes the book that records their levels of ambient magic.
0: I feel really bad for Zelda because she had such faith in this guy. Right. And the look on her face when she looks into the book. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It just. And it's so weird because she plays Zelda where she's like, even when she's sad, it's kind of hard to see it. It's real subtle, but like you've seen the disappointment on her face right and just like everything just kind of like droop down on her like oh, i can't believe he's doing this i believed in him right so and yeah it'll be interesting to find out what's going on where everything is
1: right yeah i can't wait to find out what he's truly up to see if irene ha- is involved in this at all oh god irene yeah
0: she hasn't been back just mentioning her right so it makes me wonder what's going on there if they're doing like another battery or something
1: right yeah i have a feeling we will see her before the end of the season yeah uh, probably not in a good way either no not at all now we head over to team monster and of course we begin with penny delivering the shocking news that darth elliott is not collecting the stone organs to rebuild his own body but his sister's
0: yeah i love when he's like yeah because elliot told me and they're like what
1: yeah all right (laughs) hold on
0: like let me give you a quick recap
1: yeah and it turns out the gods murdered or executed her and then imprisoned the monster The gods killed her chopped her body into four parts and turned them into stones hiding them in each of the gods and once the monster has all the stones, he can bring her back to life, which from everything we've heard so far would be a very bad thing.
0: Right. Because at this point, Penny, was it Penny? Yeah. Yeah. Says, listen, if Darth Elliot over here was just banished and the sister was killed, what the heck did she do? Her right. crimes have <laughs> got to be way worse than his. And he's a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, if you're not worried and you're dealing with this, I, you're not paying attention.
1: No, <laughs> not at all. So, yeah, this this sister has got to be... I mean, I consider Darth Elliot worse than the Beast. And his sister is worse than him? That's scary.
0: Right. Like you were talking, was it last episode or the one before? You know, is this going to be like another Beast incarnation kind of thing? The Beast, at least, had some empathy he a little bit but mostly he just didn't care right like Darth Elliot doesn't really understand I think you talked about this earlier on the season where he was kind of like a kid right and so it's almost like he just not that he doesn't care he just doesn't seem to get it
1: right he doesn't know how he's supposed to feel and
0: right like he got so far in development and then that was it and then now we have the sister who Who the hell knows how bad she is? I'm guessing there is zero anything good, basically. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: (laughs) i was going to say zero emotion, zero empathy. I mean, that's all kind of the same thing. But yeah, just zero. (laughs) Zero of anything other than evil is what I'm thinking. Right,
1: absolutely.
0: So I'm a little worried. Yeah. (laughs) And that little is really a lot, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And while the group discusses this new development, Darth Elliot approaches a drunk and seemingly desolate woman at a bar. And she tells him the price of talking is buying her a drink.
0: Okay, I was thinking she was a prostitute at first.
1: (laughs) Yeah, especially when the price of talking was a drink. Yeah. He gladly accepts and orders her a vodka on ice. Now, where's this money coming from? I don't know. Maybe well, he didn't actually
0: pay from- for anything. <laughs> he just kind saw. of pops in and out, so <laughs> what are they gonna do?
1: Yeah, she assumes he's trying to pick her up and attempts to shut that down. but Darth Elliot has other questions on his mind.
0: yeah, I love it. can i Can I ask you a question, and then she runs through the whole like every lame pickup line
1: right, and he learns from her that the bar is next to a hospital. And that she is sick, and the doctors only expect her to live another two or three months. But she
0: doesn't say exactly what's wrong. what
1: she has exactly. <laughs> and
0: I wonder if it's along the same lines of Q's dad.
1: Could be very well. Could be. So she gets ready to leave and tell her parents the bad news. And she touches Darth Elliot's cheek when she says farewell. And he grabs her and makes her touch it again.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Because he's like, I remembered stuff when you did that. Right. And she looks at him kind of like, huh?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, creepo. I need to get out of here. Right.
0: But. And when he just comes up with, you remind me of my sister. Something I forgot. It's like, uh uh-oh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And she tries to leave again, but no, not going to happen. He grabs her and zaps out of there.
0: And that's why he didn't pay for the drinks.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness.
1: Yeah. So let's head to the loft and team binder. Uh, We see Alice bringing Julia the book, but it's written in a language no one can read. But Julia thinks that they can bring it to the next god the Darth Elliot is after. Maybe he can help them decipher it. But will he? Yeah, that's a really good question. So Alice leaves to continue mapping the library's pipe system in order to help the Hedges' rebellion.
0: Oh, I think it's not just for the Hedges. I mean... No. Obviously, at this point, Alice is like, screw the library.
1: Yeah, we're taking them down. Yeah. Now, of course, that leaves Alice, Penny, and Q, and they're having trouble figuring out who and where Inolaus is when they discover that he's actually... The Celtic trickster god, Angus.
0: Oh, yeah. Because Julia, not Alice. You
1: said Ju- oh, Alice.
0: Alice. But yeah, Julia's the one who's all of a sudden like, wait a second. Yeah. And of course, Penny's kind of like, crap, it's another trickster god. And they're like, are you going to be all right? Right. right. So it kind of was weird that Penny was worried about it. So obviously he knows what's going on. So I wonder if this happened to his Julia, too. That the trickster god messed with Julia, because Julia, I know, wasn't in that situation in every version. Right. Every Every
1: timeline. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if it was that his Julia went through that, or he's just gotten to know our Julia enough to know that this actually happened.
0: Oh, wait, he took her. Yeah, they went and That's right. I forgot.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I was thinking that was the other Penny, but yeah. That's you know, right,
1: that's right. That was Penny 23 that went and visited- uh, God, that was last season, it seems like forever ago. Right. And they can only get to him by passing the trials of the leprechaun guarding him.
0: Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I love that because Julie's like, we have to find a leprechaun. And they're yeah. like, are you serious? <laughs> Road trip. A oh, leprechaun. Not what I expected, let me tell you.
1: Oh, no. Because, of course, the three of them tracked down Angus's leprechaun, Barry.
0: Yes, she didn't look like a berry to me.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. She runs an arcade-esque escape room, and they must find all of the keys hidden around the room in order to unlock the doors that lead to Angus. So, of course, Julia uses her indestructibility to get one of the keys from a particularly gruesome and saw-like trap.
0: Yes, it was.
1: <laughs> yes, it was.
0: She's like, uh guys, one of us is indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's that makes right. sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Barry tells her that all the gods have been keeping an eye on her, and they finally collect all the keys and confront Angus in his office.
0: I feel like that little semi-throwaway line, all the gods have been yeah. watching. Well, then why aren't any of them stepping in to help, first of all? And second, why are they so interested in Julia? Right. I mean, if she was supposed to kind of be like this minor deity, it seems like it's a pretty big deal. Just like the the dragon. Right. Was really interested. And then if all these gods are watching her, I'm thinking this is going to be huge.
1: Yeah, it really is beginning to look that way. Especially if there's only four major gods and three of them are dead. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we were told magic got turned off because gods have parents. Right, There's other gods somewhere, it's just these are the four that happen to be in this storyline, is what I'm thinking. Right,
1: absolutely.
0: But somebody else
1: better step in soon. Yeah. Now, of course, Angus is shockingly unconcerned about Darth Elliot.
0: Oh my god, I was so pissed. Yeah! (laughs) I wanted to reach through and shake him. I mean, oh, I have a safe room, don't worry, the monster can't get in. Seriously! Okay, These guys aren't here just because, you know, shits and giggles. Right. Right.
1: (laughs) They're trying to save your freaking life.
0: Right. And he's like, oh, let's see if I remember the password. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, And he really couldn't figure it out. No. And he keeps stopping. And he's like, oh, well, Julia, I know some stuff. Why don't you come with me? I can help you regain your powers. And I'm thinking, is this a really bad pickup line?
1: Right. Or is it a trick?
0: Right. Or is there possibly a genuine concern, which I don't, I don't know. The way he was acting, it's like, could this, this God have genuine concern about anything?
1: Right. Sure didn't seem like it. No. And as he keeps attempting to figure out his passcode, there's a tap on his shoulder.
0: That was crazy. Because all of a sudden they're like, whoa.
1: Yeah. Because he just, <laughs> like, guard just pops in.
0: Yeah. Just in between and. Holding Barry's severed head. Yeah. Oh, are you a little concerned
1: now? now? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe you better hurry up, remember that, and back into that safe zone.
1: Real quick, but right? no, not fast enough, because Darth Elliot immediately guts Angus and pulls out the organ stone. Now, of course, Penny is smart enough to zap him and Q and Julia away before Darth Elliot can confront them. They end up back at the loft and try to regroup with Alice and Katie. Now, of course, Julia is determined to figure out how to use binders so she can become a goddess again. But there's a knock on the door.
0: Great, And it's Zelda. Yeah. I was not expecting her.
1: No. (laughs) Last person. (laughs) So,
0: everything kind of said and done up to this point. It's like, all right, all of our people... Are pretty much in danger. <laughs> That's how I'm looking yes. at it.
1: Yes, because you know if Darth Elliot gets his sister back, everybody's dead. Right? There's no way Darth Elliot is gonna convince his sister not to kill any of our Scooby gang. He has problems not killing any of our Scooby gang. So yeah, no.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm worried. Yeah. So let's go to our little musical number.
1: Alright. You wanna do Team Margo?
0: Oh, my God, I loved Margot.
1: Summer Michelle just rocked this episode.
0: She's amazing. Like, Margot is totally my spirit animal. (laughs) So she's out wandering the desert of Fillory, and Margot's thirsty and frustrated. And, yes, she does quip at some point, oh, I'm really going to get my steps in today. Ha ha ha. As she's on her way to try to find this tribe that supposedly has weapons that She's been informed can help rescue Elliot. Whether or not, I don't know. Yeah. But she does end up trying to figure out what's happening, and she collapses in exhaustion. And of course, her lovely swearing this episode. <laughs> oh God, Jesus, fuck a wise man's donkey. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And she's trying to get the last little bit of water, which I feel like maybe they should have loaded her up more. But
1: right, Josh. Not yeah. More water.
0: <laughs> she pulls out her birthright lizard and she asks for a sign and she of course was trying to drink the water and she notices there's a bead of liquid on its back and out of desperation she licks it and I thought it was hilarious because immediately she begins to in her own words trip balls. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, okay I just started laughing because I kept thinking of Family Guy. Oh, she's licking Toad. Yeah. But this was great because all of a sudden Elliot Is there on top of an outcropping of rocks, dressed like a glamorous rock star, a rock god, in fact, and singing the pretenders, don't get me wrong, as he dances and struts his way to her and back. And she's like, what the hell? (laughs) Of course, she's like, why is this happening? You're not really Elliot. What's going on? But she follows him. Yeah. And he was multiple Elliot here and there. Yes. And dancing around, and she's like, this is insane. (laughs) So, eventually, she does end up in this kind of clearing. After she had seen some red sand kind of following her, and she's like, of course, she just thinks she's tripping. Right. And she passes out. When she wakes up, there's people. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm hallucinating still. And maybe I'm not. We'll find out in a second. But suddenly there's a tribe leader, the foremost, who is about to kill her. When she asks for water, she's like, oh, is that
1: a deal breaker? (laughs) But he sees the brand on her arms, marking her an exile of Fillory. So saves her skin.
0: Yes, because the enemy of my my enemy is my ally. Uh, You know what? There's only so far you can go with that. But whatever works to help Margot, Right. But she wakes up inside a tent and it's the tribe's wise woman who looks very familiar. And I was not able to place her. Oh, God, I think she's from one of our shows and it was just making me crazy. So, of course, what did I have to do? (laughs) I had to fire up the Google machine. Yes, because I'm like, why do I know this woman? And they weren't super Clear, it's Claire Carey, but I mean, it turns out she's kind of from our shows, but not okay. She's been on sci fi, she's been on oh crap, I just had it Jericho, Stargate, SG1, obviously the magicians, but it's like shows that we've seen that would kind of be up our alley, right? Like SG1, I oh, yeah. for a while was on,
1: yes, <laughs> yeah,
0: but it, yeah. That's how that worked. I'm like, all right. So it was driving me crazy, though. I have to tell you guys, because I'm like, why? She should totally be in our stuff because she just kind of fits in it. But anyway, let me get back to everything else now that I've taken that right turn at Albuquerque. (laughs) All right. Oh, yeah. She's learning information from the wise woman, but not really good information. Right. But we find out that the red sand that she's seen wasn't part of her hallucination it is of course the desert is alive and full of demon spirits that attack our women but do they because oh, she yeah. seemed really i don't know i feel like she's of course hiding something because why do you have the bottles of these demon spirits then right like i feel like you'd want to destroy them somehow yeah but Margot decides to ask about the weapons because all she knows is black blades and suddenly there's a fight outside. And what happens? The wise woman is yelling because, or not yelling. She's like, "Be calm," because there's a woman yelling at her husband for sleeping with her sister. Yeah, that's gonna really calm her down because, yeah. when in the history of ever, yeah, <laughs> telling a woman to calm down actually works. Sorry, none yeah. that
1: I know of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the red sand ends up swirling up and flies into the guy, knocking him on the ground, and right. When that happened, we get our vision, Elliot, who's by Margot's side. And I love it because at one point when she's she's seeing and hearing Elliot, she's like, Dar- are you guys seeing this? No. oh OK, that's just me. She's like, Jesus, how long does that one lick last? Was yes. it? It's got a half life like Chernobyl or something. Yeah. That's it it was great. Yeah. But like as this is happening, the foremost pulls out his blades and stabs the man on either side of his chest. Right. And then the red sand leaves his body, and the wise woman kind of captures it in the bottle. It's like, okay, interesting. You're getting all this information. And apparently, when a woman gets emotional, and I love it, it just gets worked up. The red sand demons rise up and attack. And the men of the village save the women from possession because they're the only ones that can survive the blades. And I'm thinking, really? Yeah, this don't this doesn't add up. Yeah, and they can't be killed, so we just trap them in the bottle. It's like, huh. And I love it because this is when we're getting the conversation between Margo and Vision Elliot, which is hilarious. Yeah. And Margo's like, oh, some brave dudes. And, of course, Elliot and some awfully compliant women. <laughs> yeah, I can't really get mad when you do something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to go over great. Not going to work. Well, Marco's like, all right, I need to figure this out and get these blades because whatever, I need to help Elliot. Right. So she heads on over to the foremost tent and gets him drunk and seduces him. And I love it because when you know they're drinking, she's trying to get the information about the black blades and we get Elliot, Vision Elliot again there. Oh, man. He's like, yeah, I'm like your spirit guide and suddenly we also get what's it we get josh yes and i think at some point fen pops in there oh, but yeah. we, we have her id and her super ego and her guilt yeah and i love it because josh is like uh yeah don't forget about the lycanthropy and maybe not the best idea in a place with two moons it's like Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when you have women who have to be compliant for everything. Right. And it's like, I'm just needing the axe. Don't worry. I love it because she's like, Don't worry. I'll tell him. Oh, God. I can't remember how she said it exactly. But we're not going to actually have sex because at that moment, Elliot's like, Wow, that was like super fast, Bambi. And I haven't heard him call her that in so long. No. But we suddenly get White Snake then. Here I go again. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you remember this song, right? Yep. Because it always plays in your head when you know you're working a guy. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I really wanted to ride in that Porsche. It was just in my driveway. My dad happened to come out. Song was on, whatever. And I was like, oh my God. So many things to try to unravel there. Right. But. Then we get Fen, who apparently is lost in a sense. So we get them singing. Yeah. Fen, Elliot, Josh. And
1: While like, Margo's climbing on top of the foremost. <laughs> right. I was like, good God.
0: What else is going to happen?
1: Yeah. This just keeps getting better and better.
0: Oh, yeah. Because the foremost the next day is kind of, you know, Joe Jackass. Yeah. But Marco's like, can I borrow your axes for a couple of days? And he's like, <laughs> no, these are enchanted and only works for me. OK, well, can you make me a pair? Oh, ho, oh, you cute little woman. No, that's not how this works. Yeah. The only way you can own a pair is you must scour the desert for only the black grains of sand and fill this large sack. And you cannot use magic because it will counteract everything. And if you're able to do that, you know, yeah, we'll forge the axes. It's like, ha, 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 you'll never be able to. Right. And by the way, don't get emotional or the sand spirits will get you because there won't be a man there to protect you. And I'm like, ooh, I do not like this guy. No. (laughs) And of course, you know, he's all condescending. and, And of course, Margo's like, there never was a man to protect me. Yeah. And she marches off. And yeah, we start getting the music again. So... I'm like, wait a second. I thought this was if something else was happening. Right. But we get Elliot and Josh and Ben and suddenly Katie, who cracked me up because apparently it's her feelings of inadequacy. And according to Katie, my four octave vocal range, bitch. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. out of all of them, wasn't Katie the only one that actually was singing able to sing really well because she hit some great great notes yeah, and i love it because marco it cracks me up like how are you in the scene and not reacting to all of them right because marco's like show off yeah <laughs> and it really gets weird yeah. because we have some great choreography happening but suddenly we also have dean fought <laughs> you go say what Your are subconscious was seeking some wisdom no whiskey not wisdom and that was just really weird when you have them singing and dancing around Margot, Right. And Gene Fogg, just, oh, God, like yeah. I wasn't expecting him. No,
1: that would be like Zelda popping up. Or, right? Oh, thank God, she didn't.
0: <laughs> oh, so they're singing and dancing around her and she drops to the floor to begin looking for black sand. And of course, she's getting frustrated. And I'm like, well, at least they gave her like a tent. Right. Because she puts that up and she's digging around and inside the tent too. But she's getting frustrated because it's slow. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised because when they do show the bag, there's a lot more black sand in there than I was expecting.
1: Right. Absolutely there was.
0: But we're in at least the second night, if not more. Right. And we have our Dream Elliot, who, seriously, how long has that lizard lick lasted? Yeah. (laughs) And he's singing Beautiful Dreamer. Apparently a lullaby. Her father used to sing to her every night when he was there. Or also, I think she said on the phone if he was traveling for work. Right. And this is what kind of breaks her. Yeah. And this was sad because we didn't really know about her past.
1: No, we didn't.
0: And it makes me wonder how much Elliot, real Elliot, actually knows about her past. So I feel like nobody knows this.
1: I tend to agree with you. I don't think she's even revealed this to true Elliot.
0: Yeah. And it got a little, you know, a little bit of onion, onion ninjas around here. Yeah. She was misting up. Apparently, her once perfect relationship with her father was ruined by her quote unquote growing up. Now, I don't know if that is when he caught her or something else. Right. Because, and this was sad because she says he raised me to you know, saying I could be anything and I became smart and self-possessed and a confident woman, just like he had raised me to be, but I was no longer able to be controlled and there's nothing more deadly to the fragile male ego. Right. I'd never wanted to be a princess. And I know at one point she's like, I'm a goddamn King. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) And no one could handle her my rage and and my self-awareness in any possession so i just walled myself up and i guarded myself and it became a hard glossy armor because you can be pretty you can be smart you can be yourself but you can't and i'm like oh my god seriously like she's saying everything that so many like young girls have heard all their lives and then how it kind of gets smashed. It's like, oh yeah, you could be this, but you shouldn't be.
1: Right. Yeah. They're double talk.
0: Right. And I know, I mean, you have a daughter. Yes. And granddaughters. Yes. So, I know you, well, I don't know, but like you watching this, I'm sure it's kind of the same thing. You're like, no, I'm teaching my kids this and I want them to be this way. It's like, and it's probably the same like me. I'm like, okay, they kept telling me this, but did they really mean this? Right. And I'm just wondering, like, if you thought, but do they think I'm meaning, no, you you need to do this, but
1: not really show it?
0: You know, I mean, I'm yeah. sure that's not something you're doing, but just the way society kind of is.
1: Right. Yeah. No, yes. I don't believe I gave her a, a double-edged sword to play with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, it sucks because. Right. I know I did kind of get that. Right. You know, like, yeah, they're all... My family is like, okay, you can do this. You can be anything. But then when I tried, I had several. And unfortunately, it was the women in my family, too, that were like, but why do you think you can do this? Right. Like, the hell? Because you (laughs) taught me this.
1: Yeah. You said I could. So, I am.
0: So, I really was, like, connecting with Margot. I mean, Margot is super pretty. But... And no, I'm not in that category, but it was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to law school and I got, what makes you think you're good enough? It's like, uh, okay, well just pop my balloon. Thank you. Exactly. And yeah, like I was saying, I don't, I don't believe that's something you would do, but the way society is like, if you think that they kind of felt that way at any point, but like looking at it kind of from the outside now, it's like, okay, I have to make sure like my nieces and nephews, I'm like, all right, I am going to do whatever I can to counteract craptastic society and the older generation. Like, oh, yeah, you can do this, but you can't. Right. So it's kind of something that this actually like pushed in my head, which, again, that's neither here nor there. But I really like felt everything she was saying and yeah. how she was like having to confront herself and her anger and her, her I guess, her weakness. But it's more her frustration.
1: Right. Absolutely it was.
0: And as she was getting madder and she just screams, like you just see her totally stripped bare. Yeah. And she's like, you know, whatever. Let the red sand come. At this point, I don't give a shit. And when all this happens, yeah, the red sand spirits come. But it's not what we were led to believe they were. No. No. Because suddenly there's this woman floating there, and I love it because she's talking to her vision, Elliot. She's like, are you seeing this? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's you. Yeah, he's seeing it. Yeah. You're seeing it. <laughs> it's like, but he, I can't, I can hear her. Maybe it's my fairy eye. What is happening? Right. It's a female spirit. And we find out that apparently it comes to women who are in need. That's why. They come. It has nothing to do with possessing in the guise. No. And the spirit helps fill her sack with all the black sand. And so she returns back to the tribe mug because yeah. she knows all sorts of stuff they don't know. And she's like, All right, here we go. Can you make my axes now? And the foremost and the wise woman are like, No.
1: Yeah. What? What? Yeah. We were just trying to get rid of you.
0: All right. We didn't <laughs> think you'd survive. Most people just give up. It's like, really? And now you have Margot pissed. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, by the way, I did meet the spirits, you know, and they told me the truth. They're not here to hurt the women. They're here to help them. And the men in the village, I bet you all know this, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Margot had some choice words. Yeah. Choice words. <laughs> yeah. I actually will not repeat this time. No. But you... <laughs> have been lying to these women to keep them compliant. And I'm sorry, apparently you forgot something, because at that point, the foremost is like, yeah, well, nobody's gonna believe you and we're gonna kill you anyway. She's like, you forgot the key plot point here. Yeah. I'm a magician. (laughs) Boom. Boom! Some battle magic. Blast him. Blast the tribal elder. And knock Oh, of the sand open. Yes. That was like bottled up so they can all get out because we find out that, you know, these are all the sisters, bad things, bad things, bad things. Yeah. Well, she decides to take the axes. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't like, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah. (laughs) Like hardcore first. But we have all of our vision, like dancers at this point. (laughs) And we get a new song. Storm's
1: coming. And we get Q, and we get Julia. Yeah, it's
0: like we get everybody. (laughs) Everybody's
1: in for this one.
0: I love that we got a musical number. But she's just blasting open all the bottles and takes the axes and tells the women, hey, by the way, if you're pissed and the sand comes, it's here to help you. Yeah, And they're like, "What, what do you mean? Just use your thoughts, they'll leave. And one of the guys does get possessed, and it happened to be the guy... Who was screwing the sister? Right. And so the woman thinks it, be- and the the sand leaves, and she's like, "Oh my God, I could hear it, see it. What's happening?" She's like, "Yeah, guess what, honey? You
1: that was the power."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Oh, you're the power all along." Okay, Dorothy, calm down. Yeah. And then, well, the foremost and the wise woman end up regaining consciousness, and I love it. She's like, "Oh, look who decided to wake up! It's Trump and Aunt Lydia." <laughs> Okay, Margot. <laughs> Holy crap and toast. Super snark. Yeah. Loved it. And I love how they keep putting all these different cultural references into. Oh,
1: absolutely. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> and Margo's like, you know what? There's a new desert order. I'm like, all right, Margot. And she's off and running while we get beautiful dreamer again. And she has the axes. And she's like, no, I'm going to get you back, out. I really will. And she looks in the bag and
1: It's empty.
0: And she looks again and she kind of like hears the song fading off and she looks a second time and the lizard's back. Right. And I'm like, Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And she's kind of singing Beautiful Dreamer and she walks off to her destiny. Oh so is that really what her birthright lizard was about? It wasn't to tell her something, she just had to lick it.
1: It sure seems that way. <laughs> And thought? Know, banned from Fillory, so I don't think the lizard's going to be able to talk unless it's in Fillory. So, yeah, it just may be when she needs it, take a lick. <laughs> oh,
0: God. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so obviously I really like this episode, and especially Margot's part, because yes. it was just cracking me up. Yeah, absolutely and, obviously, I thought about it way deeper than probably most people did, but... <laughs> Uh, not
1: so sure about that. I oh. bet you there's a whole lot more women out there that watch this episode and were thinking exactly the same thing you were.
0: Well, maybe. And if you are, why don't you shoot us an email at scifitalk at fangirlzone.com. If you didn't go that deep, still shoot us an email at scifitalk <laughs> at fangirlzone.com. Let us know what you think about the episode of the show. How happy are you that we got a musical episode again? Because I love musical episodes. I really feel like it makes a big difference. Like, we see a whole different side to the cast, too.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And I still think about the Bowie one. Yeah. Like, every time I hear the song, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, But while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about this show, because how have you not gotten all of them to start watching it? I don't know how long it's been but i finally got just to start watching it good i mean that's only taken a while yeah cuz two kid trying to watch you know with two kids running you know she's catching up good and of course if you check out the website www.fangirlzone.com that would make us happy let us know what you think we are constantly putting stuff up because we are in con season i'm very slowly getting stuff up there from a recent con and planning for the next one and Finally, for this episode of Sci Fi Talk,
1: I am Sean Fangrelass. And I'm Steve. Seriously? I've got my id, my lost innocence, my guilt, and now my inadequacy? And until next time.